Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. We've been in a series all fall called The Fight of Your Life. We jumped in. Then I came out for a couple of weeks. We had the marriage conference on uh, one Sunday, and then we came in last Sunday with baptism and communion and Hey, how about baptism last week? Nine baptisms, eight of them adults. Got to give some love again to that. Um, that's beautiful. God, God is on the move. Woo, I'm telling you, God is on the move. And so we're jumping back in uh, to the series, Ephesians chapter six. If you have your Bible, if you join us online, if you're in your car or in your office or uh, at home, grab your word, jump into that. Ephesians chapter six, um, I want to begin in verse 10 because, I, like I said before, I want to begin where we started because I think it's very, very important because we're laying bricks, we're laying foundations, and we're building as we go. And I don't want to just skip over the stuff that we went over, started with, not to fill up time necessarily because I don't have much, I don't have enough time as it is, but, but, but just to remind you of how God is building. He's building your faith. He's building stuff. So I want to go back to verse 10. I want to begin there. We're going to camp today in verse 15, but listen to 10 up to this point. Uh, We'll set the table. So verse 10, chapter 6 of Ephesians. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of the evil in the heavenly realms. Verse 13, therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you've done everything to stand. Verse 14, stand firm then with the belt, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. So I want to stop there before we get to 15. So this is where we were. We set up that we're in a battle. Hopefully by now, uh, whether you join us at home, on the line, or here in the house, I hope you're not confused that you're in a battle. We are in a battle. I mean an absolute battle. So in this he says, you're in a battle. He wants to remind you that there are certain things you have to understand, that when you fight, this is how we fight. There's weapons that we fight with, but they're not as the world fights. The, the enemy that we fight with is not always what we see. It's very seldom what we see. It's what's behind it. Many of you have texted me and said, now I realize who my enemy is. I've been fighting the wrong person ever since the beginning fighting the wrong battle and fighting the wrong person and fighting the wrong way will make you tired. It will just flat flat make you tired. And that's the whole scheme is to wear you out fighting something you can't beat up so he can beat you up, all right? So I wanna look at verse uh, 15. That's where we're gonna camp today, all right? You got the belt of truth. 
You got breastplate of righteousness on, verse 15, and your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Will your feet fitted, ready, okay? Now, if you've ever been in the, in the, in the military or in, in, in the military at all, most of the guys in the military do not write back home and describe their shoes. Man, you ought to see these boots, honey. We got the best boots. Oh, these boots, they, man, you ought to see my boots. No. What do they talk about? Dude, they talk about the gun. You ought to see my gun, amen? Listen, you're talking about a piece of armor that doesn't get a lot of attention. Oh, we're good with the shield of faith. Breastplate rises, just buckled in the, in, 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 the, uh, in the buckle belt around the waist. Yeah, we're good with that. We got the helmet. We're good with that. We got the sword. We're good with that. But listen to me. A lot of people don't talk about the shoes. But can I tell you something? They don't get a lot of attention, but they are vitally, vitally, vitally important. And we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. Ephesians 6.15 remind us that our shoes must be fitted with the readiness of the gospel of peace. Let's look at some of the things. Now, this, this area of armor, there's the shoes and then there's the greaves. The greaves are, um, let me kind of explain it to you. The greaves are a specially formed piece of metal. They're basically from the kneecap to the ankle. They're a piece of metal that wraps around the soldier's lower leg, okay? How many of you played soccer? Got shin guards, all right? If you have a shin guard on, it helps you when the guy who should not be playing soccer that couldn't kick the ball if it was standing still kicks you all the time. Because listen to me, when you get kicked in the shin, it stops you because it hurts. Because the shin, there's a bone, there's some nerves in the skin. And so it doesn't take much to penetrate the nerve in the bone. If you've ever played soccer or been in anything like that, you get kicked in the shin, you stop. Getting kicked in the shin hurts, man. So this is a piece of metal that went around the lower leg. And let me talk about the shoes for a little bit. The shoes are a thick, heavy-duty leather shoe. It's fitted with hobnails on the tips and on the back of the heels. This is, nasty. this is a nasty shoe right here, all right? They were also heavily spiked hobnails on the bottom. So you have spikes on the bottom of the shoe, spikes on the back of the heel, you know, a little bit of this, get, all right? A little bit of spikes on the front. Now, listen to me. There's some ladies' shoes, those real pointed roach kind of in the corner killing kind of shoes, you know what I mean? Y'all seen those? Husbands, you know what those are, don't you? Because when your wife is decked out looking all sweet and she got them pointy heels on, you better say everything really well. Because if she gets a hold of you with that tip, mm, it ain't going to be a good day for you, all right? So, so these shoes are even meaner than that. They have spikes on the bottom. They have spikes on the back of the heel. They have spikes on the front. You say, well, what's all the spiking about? Glad you asked. We'll get to that in a little bit because it's serious, all right? So let's talk about it a little bit. We got these four things that we want to look at today. Number one, my greaves. That's the, that's the metal protecting the shin. It protects us from thorny and rocky terrain or the environment. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever walked into a room or an atmosphere or a location 
And as soon as you walked into it, you thought, mm, mm, mm. This is a dark place. This is a tough place. This is a hard place. This environment is tough. This environment, this surrounding's rough. Have you, have you been on a mission trip? And your leader says, so here's what we're gonna do day one. Here's the street. We're gonna walk down the street. And we're gonna pray. And as the spirit leads, we're gonna go and meet those needs. You said, well, my goodness, that street scares me. You're walking into an environment that you're unsure of. Listen to me, what are we supposed to be? We're supposed to be the light. We're supposed to be the gospel. We're supposed to be the hope. We're supposed to be the joy. We're supposed to be the water, right? We're supposed to be everything nourishment. So here's the light, walks into an environment, but what does the light do? It senses it's dark. Well, you're not gonna change darkness until light penetrates, amen? And so sometimes what he calls the believer to do is to walk into an environment that is unwelcoming, that's not good, that is thorny, that is rough, that is not a good place to go, but, that, but degrees on your ankles will keep you from getting kicked in the shins and shut you down because what he wants to do is he wants to stop the penetration of light into darkness. How many of you hunters go hunting a lot? They got snake boots. You don't go without snake boots. Out here, you got rattlesnakes. They ain't nice. The hotter it is, the meaner they are, all right? There's a whole principle on that, too. You won't go there, all right? But you don't want to go there. I grew up in East Texas. East Texas got a bunch of burr oaks. When those leaves turn and they drop, they can be, they can be thick in the woods, all right? So you're walking through there with some snake boots on, you better make sure you got them on because they have a thing in East Texas called a copperhead. That's the meanest little snake you ever get a hold of. Copperheads look like leaves. They just blend right in. One day I was walking through the woods, and all of a sudden, bam, right on the shin. What was it? Copperhead. If I don't have my boots on, if I don't have the greaves that are protecting my shin, that snake gets me. What does the enemy want to do to you? He wants to stop the penetration of light, doesn't he? Look at the world today. You think the penetration of light needs to happen? Yeah. Shut the church down. Don't let them worship. Excuse me? Don't shut the church down. You don't muffle the worshipers. The rocks will cry out if I can't, but I'm going to tell you I am. The light has got to continue to penetrate. Got to penetrate. These greaves are also protection from the adversary. The, the adversary. He's kicking him and trying to break his legs with either a bat or a club. See, what the enemy wants to do to stop the penetration of the light, the penetration of the gospel, the penetration of peace, the penetration of hope, the penetration of, of nourishment, of, of water, of food, all the stuff that the gospel is. As you and I walk out into this world, we carry the light with us. The only way to stop light is, is to beat them, beat them on, the, on the shins. When you get kicked in the shins, you automatically stop. Never seen nobody get kicked in the shin, didn't stop immediately. Now, you keep going, but you're going to stop because your shin's very tender. And what the enemy wants to do sometimes is, as you penetrate the darkness, he's going to beat your legs. He wants to beat on you to stop the penetration of the gospel and the light. Don't let that happen. You've got to be armored up. You've got to have your greaves up. The greaves are soldiers protect. They also protect the soldiers from blows the enemy wants to deliver. It protects them. It defends you 
It also keeps you from hassles and assaults from the devil. The enemy may try to disrupt you, distract you, and steal your attention by causing negative events the world around you. What he's trying to do is, our God is a God of what? Clarity. Our God is a God of, 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 of clear message. The enemy wants to swirl around you confusion and hecticness and craziness and just running and running and running in confusion. And what the light is, the light goes into the darkness of confusion and lights it. But listen to me, the enemy is trying to stop you in your tracks. And you've got to understand that the gospel and the light and the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you must walk out and the Father says, go, you go. Because the Father says, go, in all the confusion that you hear, there is no confusion from the Father. The Father is always clear. The Father will break through any darkness. He'll break through any fog. He'll break through any confusion. All the hard times, all the hassles, all the stuff he swirls around you, that is not of God. God is a God of clarity and purpose and direct. And the enemy is trying to get you to stand stuck still, not moving. Because if you're not moving, what's not moving? Light's not moving. The church isn't moving. A church with no vision does what? It sits. A church that sits rots. A church that sits dies. Why does he want to shut down vision? Why does he want to shut down direction? Why does he want to shut down clarity? Because when you don't know, you don't go. There's a lot of people today that all the enemy's doing is he's beating on your lower leg with confusion, with hassles, with all kind of junk. And you can't hear God, you can't see God, he's not clear, and so you don't move. You don't move. You stay bound just like that. He also stops you from being hurt and enables you to keep on marching. How many of you ever coached your kids in soccer? <laughs> you've done it once, that's probably enough, okay? <laughs> I mean, I've done it once, I'm like, seriously? So here's what happens in soccer. When your kids first start playing soccer, they've not gotten kicked in the shins yet. When your kids first start playing soccer and they really get kicked in the shins, they look to you on the sideline. <laughs> here's me coaching. I see my children get kicked in the shin. Hey, nothing over there, like water tower. I'm just looking at it. They're looking at me. Why are they looking at me? Because they want to cry and do what? Come out of the game. I said, did that hurt? Yeah, do you want to come out? <laughs> no, don't, no, no, don't look. Don't let them come out. Listen to me. We are soldiers in a battle. Our commander says, March, you're going to get kicked in the shins. And he has compassion for that. He loves you, but he is not going to allow you to come out of the game. You got to stay in the game. You got to stay marching. You got to stay advancing the gospel. There'll be time for him to hug you. But right now, it's time to win. Right now, it's time to march. Too many times, believers, they don't understand, man, we're in a battle. When you're in a battle, you're going to get beat on. You're going to get kicked. And you can't always be checking out of the game all the time. I was coaching Natalie's team one time. There's five girls out there playing. I look up. Why am I a man down? Where's my daughter? She's sitting Indian style right there. Um, 
What you doing? I got tired. <laughs> you, you, got, you got what? I got tired. We don't get tired. We don't get tired. We don't, we don't check out. We stay in the battle. Too many believers, too many born-again children under the king bought by the blood of the lamb believers, every time they get punched, they want to sit out. You sit that many people out, guess what? Darkness wins. You got to get in the game and fight. And every time you get kicked in the shin because you don't have your armor on properly, you can't check out. You got to get back in the game and you got to keep marching on. The shoes, we got to get to those. Spikes on the bottom. Spikes on the bottom of the shoes for what? Traction. Why? Because sometimes the gospel of light goes into uh, to an area that the traction has got to be firm. What if it's muddy? What if it's slippery? What if it's icy? Where do you got to go? You got to keep marching forward. You got to have spikes on the bottom to keep going. That's important piece of machinery under that shoe. You got to have your spikes on your shoes because listen to me, you lose track, you lose your footing, you lose traction, you're not going to go. You keep slipping as you go, guess what? You get tired, but you're not making any penetration. So what do you do? You sit out or you give up. Darkness doesn't give up. It doesn't sit out. It just keeps going. It also holds you securely in place when the enemy tries to push you around. So you not only have good traction on your spikes, but it holds you firmly in place. Can I just tell you something? If you're ever going to hit somebody, okay, you better have a firm footing of the base because if you go to throw a blow at the enemy but your feet aren't securely planted, guess what? Your feet slip, your punch is like weak. It's like bad, all right? It has no penetration. You have to have it firmly pushed. Listen to me, the enemy is always pushing around believers, pushing them around. And what he's finding sometimes is it doesn't take much to push some believers. The quickest way to stop a bully is to bust him in his mouth. That's bad parenting. No, it ain't. Try it. Stop him every time. Now they may hit somebody else, but they won't hit you again. Listen to me. The bully is the enemy, is the devil, is a punk. And it's time for believers to stop taking it and start hitting him. And you gotta have your spikes on your shoes to have good found foundation so when you throw a blow, he knows you threw the blow. Some of you are just letting him beat up your family, letting him beat up your kids, letting him beat up your wife. Some of you husbands are just getting beat up. Don't take it anymore. Punch back. But you won't punch back if your feet aren't solid. You gotta have firm, solid foundation, all right? It's firm foundation. Spikes on front of the shoe, spikes in the back of the shoe. Why are they there? They're simply there for one reason. It's a weapon. It's just a weapon. Listen to me. There's times that you've got to kick. I mean, there's times you've got to kick both ways. I'm talking like a fit, all right? But when you've got to fight, you fight. Your shoes are not, listen, this is not these real cool stylish shoes. This is not that kind of shoe. This is a shoe for battle. This is a soldier shoe. This is a fighting shoe. Listen to me. I know those shoes that I strived a while ago with those, you know, roach-killing 
toes on them. You don't want to get a hold of no shoe with spikes on the front, all right? Listen to me. That is there because there's times you got to kick your way through the enemy. You get in darkness, your door is shut, the enemy's coming against you, you got to kick, you got to kick, you got to claw, you got to fight. I meet so many believers today, they don't know how to fight. Can I just tell you something? The same power, the same Holy Spirit that resurrected Jesus from the grave is the same Holy Spirit power that lives inside of you as a believer. You are bought by the blood of the Lamb, covered by the blood of the Lamb. You are a born-again child of the King. That means you got the Holy Spirit in you. That means you can kick some butt. That means you've got to start kicking some tail. And you got to have some spikes on your shoes and put some spikes on the back of the heel just in case he moves around to the back, and you got to get him back there too. You got to fight and kick. How many? How long's it been since you really used your shoes to fight with? We don't even think about our shoes, but our shoes are for battle, and they have to be used. Spikes are used to stomp and kill a fallen adversary. I talked about snakes several weeks ago. Best way to know if a snake is really dead? You just step on him one more time, because the best snake is a dead snake. Amen. So these spikes, they got spikes on the bottom, all right? When that adversary is killed, they would use their shoe to step on him again, just right under the heel. And for, for just a little bit of fun, you just twist it. Make sure they're dead. Listen to me. How many of you in here would testify, oh, yeah, Enemy tried this, the enemy tried this, the enemy tried this, the enemy tried this, and my God, who is greater, beat every bit of that. How many of you would like to know that whatever the enemy tried to get you with, that God slayed for you, that he put it under your feet? Scripture says it's under your heel. You can step on it and squash it. I remember my granddad used to leave that pack of cigarettes taped to that, that clock in his house. Even after he died, my Mimi left it up there. And I asked granddad one time, I said, why do you keep that pack of cigarettes stuck to that clock? Can't even see it's six or eight on it. I don't even know if it's seven, eight or six. How do you watch shows? I'd miss everything. Can't tell. He said, it stays there. Every morning I get up, I walk past it. I eat breakfast, I look at it because I want to know what, what God did for me. God beat that. It's under my heel. I killed it. How many of you are stepping on and squashing with the spikes of your shoes what the enemy tried to kill you with? How many of you walking into your house, walking into your turf, walking in foreign territory, walking, in, in, walking into an environment that, that is uncomfortable but because you got your shoes properly built, because they got spikes on the front, back, underneath, because you know that your, your, your God goes with you and you fight that way. There's some time for the church to step on his adversary, to squash it under its feet and tell it who it is. Listen, all the authority is in us. You have the authority because of the cross. You have the authority because of the empty tomb. You have the authority as a born-again child of the king to not take it, but to put it under your feet and squash it out and squash it out. There is no need for you or me to ever start marching ahead. Just because the enemy or the devil tries to block your path, you gotta just keep marching. You gotta keep walking. There is no need for us as believers, as the light, as children of the king to ever stop marching and walking. Why? Because our commander-in-chief 
has absolutely spoke into us. He, he, he gave us a word. We know who we are. We're bought by the blood of the Lamb. We're, we're saved. We're born again. We know that. We're secure in that. Then we have all the authority we need to squash and stop and stomp on anything that's in front of us. And some of us have got to stand up in that authority and start speaking in that. Not in your name, but in the name that's above every name. His name is Jesus. You don't like what's going on in your house? Name what's going on in your house and speak Jesus over that and put it under your feet and squash it and quit taking it. Because if you leave it in your house long enough, it'll tear it up. It'll tear it up. Third thing is this, my readiness. He says in the scripture that be ready. The, 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 your feet have to be fitted with the readiness, okay? 2 Timothy 4.2 4, says this. 2 Timothy 4.2, preach the word, be prepared in and out of season. Let me say it a different way. You say, well, I'm not a preacher. I can't preach. <laughs> be the word. Walk the word. Live in the word. Speak the word. That's what we have to do in and out of season. How many of you have been like me? When I'm on a real mountaintop with God, I mean, when God's just like, whoo, I ain't got nobody to talk to. I'm like, seriously? Nobody wants to know? Nobody wants to know? Nobody, no, nobody talk to? Hey, you are not. And then I have a season where it's, it's hard. It's a hard season. You say, you have a hard season, preacher? Oh, yeah. I have hard seasons. So I'm in a hard season. I'm in a hard season, and everybody wants to come see me. Everybody needs a word. Everybody wants me to pray. Everybody do this. People come sit at my, my booth. Hey, I just saw you. I've been seeing you. I want to come sit with you. I'm like, see, if, if, if everybody came when I'm on a high, you know what we do as people? Yeah, that's me. But when we come in our season where we're low, we have to draw from a well that's not us. His name is Jesus. When we give that word, they walk away, and you say, <laughs> yeah. oh, my goodness, that, that wasn't me. That was you. God be the glory of great things he's done, is doing, and will do. That, see, when that happens, you can't get cocky, arrogant, and think it's about you. When that happens, it's all about God. It's all about him. And if that happens, he'll continue to send people your way because why? You'll make much of him and not of yourself because Humpty Dumpty will fall off the wall. It happens every time. See, when I, when I draw from a well that's not me, I give them the water they really came from. They didn't come for me. They came for the Jesus in me. I happen to be empty, but Jesus is well never empty, so I gave a drink from a well that's named Jesus. See, we got to be ready in and out of season. Are you ready in and out of season? You can't just have everything happen when it's a high for you. Every day, even on Mondays, even on Tuesdays, even on Wednesdays, you have to be ready. Shoes were tied very tightly to ensure firm footing. The shoes were the assurance that their shoes were going to stay in place. How many of you are real tight shoe wearers? You, you, you tie your shoes tight. Anybody? Just me? So everybody in the house ties your shoe really loose. That's not true. 
So, so I'm a really tight shoe tire. I'm so tight that I don't, I can break shoestrings, but usually before I break the shoestrings, I pull the little, the eye hose that they make for the laces to go in it. I just pop them. I mean, I got shoes like they just, they don't, my lace, I pull them, I pull so tight, I break through them. And when I, I learned that playing ball. So when I was playing baseball, I tied my cleats very tight because I want to know that my feet are really firm in my shoe. I don't wanna think about my shoes. I don't wanna think about my feet. And, I, and, and, when, and you know, I pitched in high school and college. So one of the things when you pitch, you have a land leg. Your land leg is for a right-handed guy is basically your left leg, okay? So your right leg is your push-off. I don't really need my push-off to be as tight, but my land foot, whoo, it's gotta be tight. Because when I come down to here, I, when my foot hits, those spikes have to dig into that mound, and I don't want my shoe to move, my foot to move. I mean, I have game socks and game shoes. I can't wear any other, I ain't trying out new socks. I'm not wearing it, my mom, mom, are my game socks ready? Yeah, you're a little OCD. I'm like, I know, gotta have game socks, no switching socks on me. So every time I wore the same socks, always two pair. All right, same shoes, lace them up real tight. After I warmed up, I would tie my shoe again tighter before I ever took the mound. Because here's what I want you to understand. When you come to here and you plant and that foot lands solid and firm, I don't have to think about my foot. What do I think about? Executing the pitch. Here's what I want you to understand. If you're thinking about your shoes and your feet all the time, you're not gonna execute what the Father said execute. See, I've gotta be secure in my footing. I've gotta be secure in my shoe. I've gotta know that my cleat's gonna hold firm. I gotta know it's not gonna move. I gotta know it's tied tight. There's not gonna be a move or a wiggle in there because I stand on a rock. My, my, my life is anchored into the word of God. It's not gonna move. So whatever my Father, the commander, tells me to do, I go do it. And when my catcher says fastball in, then I've got to what? Put a fastball in. I can't be the fastball in going, I sure hope my shoe's tied tight. I sure hope my foot doesn't move. It, that ball's not going fastball in. Probably gonna hit the dude in the head. Why? Because I'm thinking about my shoes and I'm not thinking about what my father said. Too many believers don't have their food, shoes firmly planted on their feet. They're, they're not secure. They don't have them tied on. They can't execute what the commander is telling them to execute. Why? Because they're worried about all their other stuff. Listen to me. If you're in my foxhole in a battle, I don't need you over there thinking about your gear or thinking about your shoes. I need you to know with confidence that your gear is ready and whatever the commander says, you go do. You got to know that word. It's got to be in you. It's gotta be ready. It's gotta be fitted on your feet. In and out of season, man. In and out of season. Whoa, wait, I got the wrong socks. I got the wrong shoes on. I got a time. No, you should have been ready. You should have been ready. I meet too many believers that aren't ready. They're not ready. Why not ready? Every day you get up, put on the armor. Most important thing you put on is your shoes. You tie them tight. Tight. So you're ready. In and out of season, man. In and out of season, I'm ready. Wherever you want me to go, God, because there's some days I get up and I think, well, that's not a bad day today. Phone just boom, 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 boom. I'm like, woo, and I walk into stuff that's dark. I don't know I'm gonna walk into it. 
I got up that day and God gave me just what I needed, just what he wanted me to have. That day it was darkness. I walk into a home, I walk into a situation, I walk into a place. It's, 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 it's heavy, it's dark, it's not very inviting, but I am the light, I am the gospel, I am, my feet are ready, I've got my armor, I walk in. Listen, you don't get tipped off on some of the environment and some of the turf you have to walk into, amen? You have to be ready in and out of season. The other thing the shoes does, it gives you confidence to step out in faith to make the move God's leading you to make. How many of you have got a word from God and you know it was a word from God? You know God said it, but you haven't stepped yet. You know why you haven't stepped? For many of you, you haven't stepped because you have no confidence in your shoes. You don't have confidence. My armor is on, but my shoes aren't fitted and ready. So God's calling me to do this, but my feet are not tightly tied. I'm not, I'm not confident in my shoes. I'm not confident in my gear, so I don't step out. If the commander in chief says go, you be ready in your gear to go. You don't wait to get ready to go. Because listen to me, if you've got to get ready to go to battle, you're dead in the foxhole. You stay ready. You stay ready. Some of us in the room have heard from God, but our feet, our shoes aren't tied tight with the readiness of the peace of the gospel to go. You gotta have your feet tied. You gotta have your shoes tied. Last thing is this. My grieves, my shoes, my readiness, his peace. Paul urges us that we must have the peace of God firmly planted in our lives. Philippians 4, 7 says this, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. Go back to Philippians 6, I mean, Ephesians 6, 10, back where we started. He says, finally, all that stuff I said, but finally, be strong in the Lord. What's he say right here? Guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Do you understand? In is a big deal. You're, if you're there in, in the Lord or you're out of the Lord. Listen to me. Religion, you're trying to get to Jesus through religion, no, it happened. Can't get there. Because religion is outer. Jesus is about a relationship that's in. You can't get to Jesus through religion. It'll always leave you hollow, empty. Can't do it. Jesus said you're either in the Lord, in Christ Jesus. Why? Because I'm in a relationship with Jesus. I'm a sheep. He's a shepherd. I know his voice. He knows me. He says, come, I go. He's the gate. He opened it. He let me come in. Anybody that enters by any other form of the gate, he's not, he's not Jesus. Listen to me. Some of us in the room have no peace in our life. None. None right now. And, and you think religious activity is going to get that done. It's not. It's not. It's going to leave you just as hollow as the day you answer the question that I have no peace. To know peace is to know him. To have peace is to have him. 
Outside of Jesus Christ, you will have no peace. So let me ask you a simple question today. Do you have peace? Do you have peace? You say, well, man, it's crazy out there. I'm not talking about the swirls around your life. I'm talking about the shoes that are tied on with the peace of God in you. The only way you're going to have peace in your life is to know Jesus, K-N-O-W. It's not through a religious activity or formula. It's through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Do you know Jesus? Are you in the Lord? Are you in Christ? He says, you will have the peace that passes all understanding. People won't understand. How do you be at peace in this season of your life? My anchor, my foundation, my word, Jesus, Jesus. I'm in Christ. I'm in Jesus. I'm in the Lord. That's crazy. The world's crazy, right? The world's crazy, but he's not. The world don't make sense. Well, he makes sense. Well, all these different voices, I don't hear them. I hear one voice. I just hear Jesus. Well, all these other people are freaking out. I, I don't, that's fine. I walk in peace. I walk in peace because I know the word and I know the word. His name is Jesus. Do you have peace today? If you don't have peace today because you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that can be taken care of today. He said, Jeff, I've tried all kinds of different religions. You can try more after this. <laughs> won't help you. Won't help you. It won't do. Jesus didn't like religion. You shouldn't either. Simple way to say that. It's all about relationship. It's all about relationship. I'm going to invite you to stand. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. I want to ask you a question this morning. We've talked about peace. But I want to ask you a question. We're talking about shoes being fitted with the readiness of the gospel of peace. Can I ask you a question? Do you have your killing shoes on? <laughs> Are your shoes killer shoes? You say, well, you ought to see them, Pastor. They're cool, man. They're killers. No, I'm not talking about killer looking. I'm talking about killing shoes. Squashing the enemy. Stepping on your adversary kicking some tail as a believer, walking into an environment or situation or circumstances or a darkness or a territory or terrain that's rough. And anybody else would run and, and hide, but you are confident because you're fitted in your gospel shoes, ready with the peace of God. Do you have your killing shoes on today? If you don't, you put them on about to walk out in a battle. And for any reason, if you're in here this morning and you're so tired of religion and religion and religion and religion, and you're like, man, I'm done with religion. It's making me so tired. I can never get there. Right, you won't. And you need a relationship because you need peace, man. Peace doesn't mean you won't have troubles. Jesus said you'll have them. He says you're at peace when you're in the trouble. This morning, you come down to any of these people down here and just say, I need peace. I need Jesus. You can take care of that. Let me pray over you. Father, we love you. Your word has went forth. Your worship has been declared. God, we simply pray now that you will draw your people through the Holy Spirit. God, that we respond to what you said out of obedience. 
For when we do that, we will be blessed. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. As we worship, if you need to come for prayer, you need to come for anything, you come at this time. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland. 